All right, everybody, welcome back to the SB3V Fantasy Football Podcast. Today's date is October 31st, 2020. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody, and we hope that you guys have a good, safe night tonight. And, uh, you know, this is our last year together, so it's going to be quite a memorable one before we all go off to college. My name is Billy Strobel. I'm being joined by Liam Ginelli and Anthony Isola. Unfortunately, Joe couldn't make it to this one, so it's just going to be us three. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Liam. We're going to get started. It's a Halloween tr- treat. Joe's not here, so it's perfect for us. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like Billy said, happy Halloween to all of you. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. So let's get right to fantasy football. Break down Thursday's game. Atlanta 25, Carolina 17. Overall, uh, underwhelming game for most of fantasy people besides Julio Jones. He had eight receptions for 137 yards, if, I, if I'm correct. Calvin Ridley did leave early. That sucks. But they said his ankle should be healed after the bye week. So don't panic about him yet, missing an extended amount of time. He should be good to go week 10. Mike Davis had a crappy game. He finished with eight points, beneficially for me because I had to go against him. Teddy Bridgewater took a nasty shot at the end of the game, which it looked bad, but he also didn't do well. Same with Matt Ryan. It seemed like everybody was hyping up this game, but really didn't live up to expectations for everybody on this team. But now if Calvin Ridley's out week 10, who on that offense you like? A uh, player on the offense definitely like going forward if Calvin Ridley is injured is Hayden Hurst for sure. The guy had, uh, I think, five receptions in that game, and he seems to be getting an increasing amount of targets. Obviously, Julio Jones is still good, but I think that Hayden Hurst will probably be uh, the second most targeted player on that team if Ridley is injured. And now for the Carolina side of the ball, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Once again, it seemed like Robbie Anderson was the wide receiver one in Carolina. It's just is going to be an every week thing. It's going to flip flop, flip flop. I don't even know if we should just discuss it every week, but we have to because one week it's going to be better than the other. So if you start DJ Moore, you're probably disappointed. But Mike Davis, he had a great matchup. He did well against him last time, but this week he just fell flat. Now, seemingly this looks bad for him because in my head I was thinking now he's not going to have a role once Christian McCaffrey comes back. But Anthony, do you think you still have a role with McCaffrey back? Um. I definitely think he's still going to have a role. It's not going to be like, he's not going to be a worthy star probably in any leagues. Like, I think he'll just he'll be there to fill in for McCaffrey when he's tired, and I don't think he's going to be anything more. They know that McCaffrey's the guy, is the workhorse, and they're going to keep treating him as one. All right, so right to Sunday's game, we're doing buy or sell today. I ask a buy or sell question for each game, not individual team like last time, just each game, and Anthony, Anthony and Billy will answer it. First game, Minnesota Green Bay. But first thing I want to break down is the weather is supposed to be really bad in most of these games. So just watch out for that. If you have QBs in most of those crappy weather games, look more for the running backs. It seems like it's going to be run, run, run this weekend. Probably the worst weekend of football we have for weather. But let's get to it. Green Bay, Minnesota. Wow, I don't know. This is a matchup we saw week one. We saw Devontae Adams tear them apart. I believe Alan Lazard is questionable to play. And if he does play, I don't know what that means for Devontae Adams. But Minnesota side of the ball. With Dalvin Cook back in the lineup, Kirk Cousins seems that it's going to become a run-heavy offense again. Adam Thielen, I mean, he's a start every week no matter what. But now, buy or sell for Green Bay. Devontae Adams finishes wide receiver one again. I think even with the weather that's going to be happening in Green Bay, you can't deny the talent of Devontae Adams. The guy, when he's fully healthy, is, I think, a top three receiver in the NFL. And we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to find him. He had, I'm pretty sure, 
like he had a ridiculous amount of targets in his uh, game last week against uh, Houston. Insane amount. He's obviously the number one passing option for Aaron Rodgers by a, by a country mile. And I think, yeah, Devontae Adams will finish once again at a wide receiver one, despite the snowy conditions that will be uh, happening in Lambeau. Yeah, well, snow in November. Can't get anything better than that. Uh, next game is Tennessee Bengals. Anthony Joe, Billy are just going to alternate from now on each game. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee, Cincinnati. Derrick Henry has a great spot here. I think Tennessee's going to play, play piss off. They had a ter- they had a bad loss last week against Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati's missing three of their starting linemen. So I mean, Tennessee's defense is definitely a streamer if you need a streamer defense this week. But Tennessee's defense has been awful this year, subpar of anything. So Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mi- oh Joe Mixon is ruled out. Let you know now. Giovanni Bernard goes get the start. I think he's a solid running back two option, plug and play. But Anthony, buy or sell? T. Higgins finishes better than Tyler Boyd this week. I'm going to have to sell on that. Um, Tyler Boyd lines up in the slot, as we know, which is more of a fantasy-friendly option. On top of that, the Titans' starting slot cornerback is actually not going to play. So I couldn't tell you who's going to be on Tyler Boyd this week. I think Tyler Boyd's a really good player as well. Joe Burrow's clear-cut number one, so I'm going to have to sell on that. Yeah, for Tennessee side of the ball, A.J. Brown gets another great matchup. For him, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys. Ryan Tannehill is definitely finished as a QB in the top eight this year, this week. So, everybody in that game seems beneficial for fantasy purposes. America's game of the week, the Jets at Kansas City. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. This game is awful. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if I have it by yourself for this one. But I, I brought up an interesting fact this morning to my uh, stepdad. And he was saying, he's like, if Mahomes does four touchdowns in the first half and Kansas City's up by more than 25, are we going to see Mahomes in the rest of the game? Or is he going to be sitting out? So fantasy players, just watch out for that if Mahomes does get benched, if they have a big lead. So if you want a close game, even though you don't, especially if you're betting on the line. But buy or sell, Braxton Berrios is a sleeper play this week. Um, who, Braxton Berrios? Why does he want in New York right now? Uh, no, any player on the Jets is not startable, especially against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who just came off a great game against the uh, the Denver Broncos, their defense in particular. And especially with the windy conditions that are happening on the East Coast, I would say uh, sell on that for sure. All right, I mean, I think he is because no James Crowder and Brashard Perriman. In, in the games that Crowder and Perriman have not played, he's seen over double-digit targets. So I'm just saying Barrios can be a sleeper playing desperation plays. Next game up is the Colts and Lions in Detroit. That's the only game that does not have a weather factor because they're inside. Jonathan Taylor has a great matchup this week against Detroit, who has never been good against a run. But they did have a bye week, so they can go off to a slow start in Indianapolis. Detroit, Kenny Galladay. Had a great week last week, and he also has a good week this week. But I've heard people saying that you should be nervous starting Kenny Galladay. I don't buy it. Buy or sell, Kenny Galladay finished a top five receiver. Five receiver. Um, I'm going to sell on that. I'm I'm just not a fan of Kenny Galladay right now. The Lions have been a lot more run-heavy this year, and I think the Colts' defense is actually pretty good. 
So, I'm going to sell on Kenny Galladay not being a top five wide receiver. Wow, okay. I mean, I have Kenny Galladay, too, so I hope he does finish the top wide receiver. But you never know. It's fantasy. And also, another sneaky player like a tight end, if you're desperate, is Trey Burden. Philip Rivers seemingly is his favorite target in the tight end position, maybe just overall in the offense. And Detroit has not been well against tight ends this year. So that's something to consider. But now, this can be America's Game of the Week. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, an AFC North showdown in Baltimore, Maryland, with another crappy weather conditions. And But both teams seemingly run the – I mean, Pittsburgh's more of a pass-heavy offense. But James Conner, Benny Snell, and Anthony McFarlane all can get involved in the running game. So definitely players to consider. And Mark Ingram is, is listed as doubtful. So if you have J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, those are sleeper players you can definitely consider. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Billy, buy or sell. You can start J.K. Dobbins. All right, so I'm just going to address this right now. I have no idea why you guys keep on saying that I'm high on J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> I, I know. I think it's pretty funny, and I'm glad that you guys do support uh, our podcast. And if you guys keep up with all the uh, – I said it in week one podcast. I think I said that he could finish a top 20 running back. If you guys keep on supporting and keep on listening to our uh, – Podcast. I'll buy a J.K. Dobbins jersey and I'll wear it to school. But for this game in particular, I am not high on J.K. Dobbins because the Pittsburgh Pen- uh, Penguin Steelers. Oh my goodness, have uh, that's a hockey team, football team. They have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. So I would not be. I'm. I'm actually pretty uh, low on all the Ravens players in this game, including Lamar. I'm considering possibly starting Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Don't really know for sure if that's the right move, but it could be. And I think that Lamar could also get a lot of rushing attempts in this game as well. So uh, particularly not that super high on J.K. Sorry, everybody. Well, he addressed it, and there it is. He's not high on J.K. Dobbins. And now the Los Angeles Rams at the Miami Dolphins. Two Otago Valero's first career start. I know I butchered his last name, but I tried my best. It's not the most beneficial matchup for Tua, especially against L.A. That's a tough task for him to do. So I would say sit Devontae Parker, sit maybe everybody in Miami, even Miles Gaskin. But if you need him at your running back, too, then you can. That's a tough rush defense. But we just want to see how Tua plays in this first week. But now in the Rams' offensive ball, Cooper, Cobb, and Robert Woods both have plus matchups this week. It seems like whoever, one of them is going to get Byron Jones, but if the other, that's beneficial for them. It can just alternate back and forth. But we saw Josh Reynolds a lot last week. Buy or sell? Both Robert Woods and Cooper Cubs finished with over 15 fantasy points. I'm going to sell on that. I think one will have a big game and the other won't. I think that we could potentially see a big game from uh, Darrell Henderson or Malcolm Brown. You know, you really can't predict between those two because Sean McVay is just kind of weird with how he decides to give these guys playing time. So I'm going to sell on that. All right, so for our next game is the AFC East showdown in Buffalo, New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills. Julian Edelman, if you don't know already, has been ruled out and maybe for multiple multiple weeks after going under a surgery and the killer Harry's also been ruled out. And Stephon Gilmore's list is questionable, so if he doesn't play, it seems like Josh Allen has a better matchup this week overall. John Brown's also back for him, which helps for him. I mean, knowing aside the ball, you can't trust anybody. There's no one receiver now. It's Demir Bird, and I don't know what's going on. Cam Newton has, I mean... I seemingly just going to run the ball and check down. So I, I am starting James White this week. I do like him as a play 
Especially check down, check down, check down Buffalo. But Josh Allen, I feel like I want to say this is his get-go-right game. I said that last week against the Jets. But now his John Brown, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Singletary, Zach Moss. So offense is getting healthy again. So buy or sell, Josh Allen can finish as a top-six quarterback. Uh, I'm going to say – I'll say bye. I think that Josh Allen um, being at home in Buffalo definitely does help because, you know, up there in Buffalo they are used – to the cold and windy weather up there and josh allen we've been waiting so long for him ever since uh week three when he had his last pretty good game we've been waiting for him to get back his offense is getting back and the new england defense has been good in some games they played pretty bad last week uh against san fran i think that josh allen will get back to form against the patriots i'll say bye for top six and our last one o'clock game is between the Vegas Raiders and Cleveland Browns. I think this has shootout all written all over it. Both defenses have been lackluster in the past couple of weeks. Raiders got off to a hot start and are starting to simmer down a little bit, especially after Tom Brady destroyed them. And Baker Mayfield had a positive week last week, so he's definitely a streamer this week. Him and Derek Carr are both streamers. Uh, no OBJ, so it's first game. I trust a Tuesday. It's always seemed like there's a weird relationship between the two. So Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, I like as a sneaky start. So maybe not in fantasy, but in lines, fan duel, anything, you can plug him in your lineup. So he's also considering. Harrison Bryan, I like. I'm starting him in tight end because I have no tight ends. So hopefully he finds the end zone. But on the biggest side of the ball, Brian Edwards, is, I believe, is active for tomorrow. So I like to see how that addresses with Nelson Aguilar. Is Derek Carr's favorite target. But now, buy or sell. This is Josh Jacobs' get-right game. I'm going to sell on that. I think the Browns' defense has been pretty good against uh, running backs. We saw we saw Giovanni Bernard. He didn't really pr- produce until that touchdown. He would have only had, like I believe, like 13 points. And just overall-wise, we saw the Browns also shut down Joe Mixon. Um, the Raiders... Ha- are still missing the offensive one of their best offensive linemen who tested positive for COVID. So I'm gonna sell on this. I'm not saying I think he's gonna do bad, but I would say around like 15 to 17 points. All right, so another divisional showdown: AFC West, the Chargers against the Broncos. Broncos had a really bad week last week against Kansas City, but it was snowing. But they're used to playing the snow in Denver, so I don't know. It could be snowing again this week in Denver. So I don't know what it's going to mean for Justin Herbert. But Keenan Allen seemingly is, the, I think, a top five fancy tight wide receiver right now. The targets are there. He's just Justin Herbert's go-to target. But these no-name, again, receivers and tight ends always end up scoring, which is so frustrating for Chargers players, if, unless it's Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler is close to returning, so Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson start going to have to start producing now if they won't have a role in the offense. When Eckler comes back, we don't know what's going to happen. But for Denver, I don't know, man. I don't know if Fant got hurt last week, so I don't know what's going to mean for him. But buy or sell, you can't start anybody on Denver this week. I wouldn't necessarily say you couldn't possibly start Melvin Gordon, especially if they're going to be the bad weather conditions in Denver. Uh, I I think people are forgetting that Melvin Gordon is not really a bad option as a running back, too. The guy has had some pretty standout games. The guy has had some pretty big standout games. And also, Liam just mentioned he's going against uh, the team that, if you remember last year, he was holding out for a while in the uh, the L.A. Chargers. I would say that it's possible to start uh, start Melvin Gordon in this one because he is the number one fantasy option for Denver. 
I'm sorry I didn't mention Philip Lindsay either. Philip Lindsay's also a good back too. It's a committee there, but it's a revenge game, so we usually know how players play in revenge games, and we'll see. Uh, next game is the New Orleans Saints for Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson just cleared concussion protocol right before we recorded this, so he is active and he is playing, which is good for him. He's a must-start no matter what. Saints are really, really thin on wide receiver. They have Trey Cohen Smith and I think two practice squad players and Jared Cook. Michael Thomas is out, and who was someone else that was with them last week? Emmanuel Sanders is still on the COVID list, so he's not playing. So it looks like another week for Alvin Kamara, but I am nervous starting anybody. Chicago's defense is elite, and it's just a tough defense to go against, especially this week. But now for the Chicago side of the ball, buy or sell. Again, this is, is this David Montgomery's get-right game? Absolutely not. Um, the... The Saints have been tremendous against running backs this year, and the Bears, they're just not blocking, and Montgomery just has not looked good, honestly. So I really don't see him having a good game. I think his ceiling this game might be like 15 points. That's not really a get-right game. So, you know, Dave Montgomery, but if you have him, I would still start him if you're thin at running back. Sunday Night Football... NFC showdown. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I skipped the 425 game. A- NFC West showdown. San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. Shaquille Griffin is ruled out. So, you know what that means? Start Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is going to have a great week this week. I have a funny feeling. I We all agree on it. So, I'm not just saying it's me. I know we all agreed on Alexander Madison a couple weeks ago. He's going to have a, a great week. But I think Ayuk can deliver. Seattle. Can Tyler Lockett, what, what can he do for an encore? Can you, can you still prove it? Or is it DK Metcalf this week? And also, they're not getting healthy. Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde both don't look active. Travis Homer did practice in some capacity yesterday, so he might play. But if you have DJ, DJ Dallas, I think that's him. I don't know, if you have to start him, you can start him. But I don't know what he's going to do against that San Fran front seven. So buy or sell. Brandon Ayuk is a top 10 wide receiver instant buy i just want to say that liam i'm playing you this playing you this week oh wait no my bad no i I thought i was playing you um no i thought i was playing you my bad but i do have brad nyuk in and i am super excited i was considering starting over joe mixon i mentioned that in the aftermath but joe mixon is now out so i definitely will be starting and i'm super confident because he did have a lot of targets last week against new england and especially against seattle which has been the worst passing defense in the league uh, Brand Noyuk, I, I think, is going to get over, I would say, 20 points. I'm very, very high on him. I agree with you. Instant buy for Brand Noyuk, top 10. I already, I already sense another. I'm very high on Brand Noyuk joke starting in school now. So we'll see what happens. And now the Sunday football game Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. Brett Danucci will get the start on the Sunday for Dallas. I don't know if you can start anybody in that offense. Maybe Zeke, maybe not, because that's a tough rush defense in Philadelphia. I don't know what what you can promise. I don't. Maybe safest is Amari Cooper, but Philadelphia. This is a start all around for everybody. Boston Scott is. I mean, Miles Sanders is inactive, so Boston Scott's a must start. Travis Fulgham's a start. Dallas Goddard is back. He's a must start. Uh, who else? Jalen Rager's back. You can consider starting him. We like to see it. His offense is starting to get healthy, and that's where my buy or sell question comes from. Buy or sell? Carson Wentz is a top five quarterback this week. 
Um, I'm going to have to say, as long as the weather holds up, I think Carson Wentz will be a top-five quarterback. We've seen him being used a lot more in the rushing game, which has drastically improved his upside. Like, he's, I think he, I believe he has, like, five rushing touchdowns this season. So, uh, Peterson, that's his name, the coach? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has shown that he might have his goal line back and that is Carson Wentz because we've seen a lot of weird play calls against the Giants I believe he had three rushes inside the five yard line so yeah I'm gonna buy on that I think Carson Wentz will finish as a top five quarterback against this weak uh, Dallas defense weak that's an understatement horrendous horrendous terrible speaking of the Giants that's the Monday night football game Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Giants. Tom Brady comes back to the Meadowlands. I mean, Giants always seem to play well against Brady, but I don't know about this year. Devontae Freeman is listed as questionable, so I wouldn't start anyone in the Giants offense. Maybe the most person I'm comfortable with is Sterling Shepard, especially in the slot. He's a good player to start. A lot of people are saying Mike Evans is a must-start. I don't think so. I think James Bradbury is going to be all over Mike Evans. I know people just say he's the only bright spot in the Giants team. But he's playing like a top seven corner, and that's just something to consider. So, but speaking on the up, still on the offensive side of the ball of Tampa Bay, buy or sell, Scotty Miller is a good flex play this week. I would, I would definitely think so. I did pick him up in one of my leagues, and you did mention the fact that James Bradbury, who you frequently uh, bring up in this podcast, is going to be on Mike Evans. I still don't think that'll be a factor because I think Mike Evans is going to have a ton of targets in the game against the Giants. But Scotty Miller, uh, to possibly get some touchdowns, we saw him get that long bomb against Vegas last week. And, yeah, I think Scotty Miller can uh, is an easy flex play for this week uh, for sure against the Giants. All right, so that was all the games for Sunday. And now we have, for a little Halloween spirit, we have our top three players you should be scared to go against this week if you're going against them. I'm not, just a little bit of explanations, just going to keep the show rolling. So for my three players, we mentioned them earlier. Wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk from San Fran. Great matchup, no Shaquille Griffin, must start. Next player is quarterback Joe Burrow against Tennessee. I seem like they might play down most of the game, but Tennessee's defense has been lackluster, like we said, so he's a must start. And also, tight end Dallas Goddard, he's back. No Zach Ertz. It seemed like, again, that Dallas defense is awful. Dallas Goddard's kind of a big game. Okay, uh, my three players that I chose, the first one I chose uh, was Aaron Rodgers. I think despite the messy weather in Lambeau, I don't think it's going to be a factor. Aaron Rodgers uh, had an amazing game against Minnesota in week one. I think he'll do the same thing against Minnesota this week. Uh, my second player is Boston Scott of the Philadelphia Eagles because the Dallas defense is is insulting. And uh, Boston Scott, I think, is going to have a field day against them because if we've seen Kenyon Drake and Antonio Gibson last week also have big weeks against them, and I see no reason why Boston Scott can't. And my third player is Mike Evans. The thing about Mike Evans this week is he's going to get a lot of targets, and that's going to lead to a lot of receptions. I don't care if he has uh, your boy Bradbury on him. He's still going to get a ton of targets and a ton of receptions. He may not get touchdowns, but if he gets receptions and yards, he's going to have a good day, and I would be scared to play against Mike Evans this week. Uh, the first player I have is Derrick Henry. It's um, a very good matchup for him. We saw the Bengals actually managed to make Miles Gaskin look like him. Look like Derrick Henry, so I expect Derrick Henry to have a huge game. It wouldn't surprise me to see him go for two touchdowns and 150-plus all-purpose yards. 
The next player I have is Jonathan Taylor. I thought that breakout week was going to be against the Bengals, but unfortunately, somehow the Colts found a way to go down 21-0 against him, which really hurt him in the game script because that meant uh, Naeem Hines was going to get a good amount of the workload since they're playing down and he's the receiving back. And then finally, I'm going to go with the defense. I'm going with Tampa Bay defense. It honestly just wouldn't shock me if Daniel Jones gets sacked like 10 times on uh, Monday night. So, yeah, those are the three players who I am scared of this week. And now for a question section. Okay, so uh, we have a couple of questions this week. The first one comes from, this is not only from Luke McIlvain and Thomas Goldstone, it's from numerous people that have asked me if I'm high on J.K. Dobbins this week. And I'll say it again, I am not against the Pittsburgh Steelers because of that front seven. And like I said, I think Lamar Jackson is going to get a ton of rushing attempts uh, this week because I just don't think that uh, that hardball is confident in his running backs. Um, So no, that is the answer to that question. But like I said before, we know we love that you guys are making this this podcast talking point. Uh, Next question comes from Zach, and he's asking – as a stream pickup for QB, I forget one of his QBs has a bye. I think we said it was uh, Deshaun Watson. But Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, they're playing against each other. Who do you think would be a good uh, pickup option? Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. I think I have him back-to-back in the rankings. I think you can do a coin flip for either. I would say more Vegas, Derek Carr. Because it seems like, again, Cream Hunt might get a lot of carries if it's crappy weather. And it seems like Vegas has more weapons on the offense. But, Anthony, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. Um, if I had to go somewhere, I would probably go to um, – I'm going to go to Derek Carr because I think if anyone is going to stop the run in this game, it's going to be um, Cleveland. They have a better run defense. So, Kareem Hunt – as a way bigger possibility of just getting 25-plus carries and getting a lot of yards, whereas Josh Jacobs, I think he'd relatively get contained. And something I want to get into is I don't think the Browns of anyone on their roster can guard Darren Waller. So, yeah, I'd go Derek Carr. Okay, so the final question we have is from Jesse Behar, and he's asking, he has a matchup this week uh, between Matty L. Actually, I do have to... Hold on. I got to pull up the uh, the game here. I just got to log in. So Liam is... <laughs> I'll take it for right now because we're discussing. Uh, where were we before? We were talking about the Derek Carr, Cleveland Brown situation. I just want to go back to QB streamers also this week. Um, I'm going against... I just want to mention that Jack Lopez is considering starting Brett DiNucci. I don't know if he's joking. I don't know what, he, I don't know what he's doing. But if he does, he also has Tom Brady. So... Jack, you do what you Matt, you do what you want, but do not start Brett Danucci. Trace McSorley is always gonna be better. Yeah, sorry, man, but uh, going with Liam Brett Danucci, I just want to say went to James Madison. That is in the same conference as Stony Brook, so that's like seeing one of our guys play at the national level. So I would not recommend it. Well, tie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was sorry. I just had to pull up the game between Jesse and Matty L because I was logged on to another account. Um, so Jesse has Patrick Mahomes. Ronald Jones. No, just do QB versus QB, and we'll tell you who's better. Okay, okay. Uh, Mahomes and Carr, and I definitely would think that Mahomes is the better one. Uh, Jones and Hilaire versus Giovanni Bernard and LaMichael Perrine. Would definitely have to go with Jesse's side. Jones 
Ronald Jones. Oh, oh. Yeah. Jones and Hilaria. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I think Jesse is winning so far. Hilton and uh, Evans. Yikes on T.Y. Hilton. A.J. Brown and Kenny Galladay. Definitely a Matty L advantage right there, 100%. Darren Waller and Gronk. Another Matty L advantage. So I think it's tied. Flex, Devontae Parker, and A.J. Green. That's an interesting one for sure. What do you guys think of that? A.J. Green, again, Tennessee's not been good. It seems like A.J. Green's starting to wake up again. That offense is just high-powered because they played down a lot. So I'm going to go with A.J. Green. Devontae Parker is probably going to draw Jalen Ramsey as well. I'm going to go A.J. Green as well. Uh, we saw A.J. Green get some massive uh, targets in the last two weeks. I believe it was 13 and 11. And then also the game script looks good for uh, – the Bengal tight end game, the Bengals, I feel like, are going to be playing down. So, yeah, A.J. Green for me. Okay, the defense matchup, pretty good one as well. Chiefs D against the Jets and Bills defense against the Patriots. I think you got to lean towards Kansas City because the Jets offense uh, last week, I'm pretty sure, I think, what was it, four yards, all half? That is That is terrible. That is probably the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I'm sorry I'm so cynical on the Jets. I just don't appreciate what you're doing to my boy, Sam Darnold. He needs to leave if he wants to save his career. I'm sorry. And kick, I mean, kicker matchup, Daniel Carlson and, uh, and Bullock for the uh, Bengals. I mean, yeah, I have no idea for that one. Overall, I think, I think I'm leaning towards Mattiel. He also does have a four-point projection uh, advantage on him. I know projection points don't really mean anything. I mean, they kind of do and they kind of don't. But uh, do you guys agree with me? Yeah, Maddie L overall is a better team. Sorry, Jay, but I'm going Maddie L. And now everybody's favorite part of the show, Anthony's line. So last week we had a big week led behind Kyler Murray, the Chiefs defense, and some cheap running backs in Jamal Williams and Giovanni Bernard. And, Terry, and I forgot about Terry McLaurin had a great week as well. So for this week, I will be going Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, Jamal Williams, A.J. Brown, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Ayuk, Darren Waller, Miles Gaskin, and the Saints defense. Yeah, sounds like a good line. Looks like we covered all those players. Just Miles Gaskin, again, I think he's a tough front seven, but you never know. Overall, that line seems great, so definitely listen to Anthony and I want and hit him up if you have any questions. But I hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode. I want you guys to stay safe tonight. Don't do anything stupid, and just have a happy Halloween.